And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello and welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker and today we're going to talk with Autry Watkins, the pastor of Transformation Transformation Church in South Chicago Heights. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, working with churches and not-for-profits, all the way to religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call at 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith and the law. Autry Watkins, our guest, has been the pastor of Transformation Church since November of 2017. He has a heart for his community and strives to love his church like Christ loves us. Through activities such as prayer, worship, youth ministry, and weeknight Bible study groups, Transformation Church also strives to keep an upward focus on God and an outward focus on the community, sort of like the cross, both vertical and horizontal. Uh, Pastor Watkins, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Mr. Baker. Oh, it is a great pleasure uh, to have you on. I uh, happen to know that since we've had the opportunity to work together uh, yes. in, the, in the formation of, of your church and also with regard to real estate tax exemption for the church. Um, this is a very special church. Uh, in, in working with you, I know that the church uh, originally in about, I think, 2013, the uh, the um, leadership of the church had decided that they no longer uh, were a viable ministry, and so they began to look at how that dying church could be revived. And through that process, Transformation Church was born. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looked like and and what it's like to be a pioneering um, pastor such as yourself? Sure. So I would say first, to honor the previous work that was there, um, God used it mightily for many years. The church, the previous church, was there for about 40, 50 years. And then, like many churches, it began to decline as the community changed. It became more inward-focused, um, stopped making disciples, wasn't sure about their calling any longer as far as reaching others with the gospel in their community. And so when that happens, churches begin to decline. And so the church went from being a church of probably around 300, 400 members down to about 30 or less. And so that process, uh, that process took a, a couple of years and, and eventually they decided to stop having public service and started praying saying, God, how can we use the resources that you have given us with this? Cause you know, our church has a few acres of land. It has a beautiful building. It has a parsonage. How can we use this for your glory? Even though our church is no longer viable. Uh, Pastor, so when, you, when, they... when you mentioned yes, something sir. like that, uh, I, as you know, I'm a zoning attorney and 
It just gladdens my heart because I hate to see kingdom properties lost um, to the secular world. As you know, it's so hard to establish a church and it's so hard to um, get property and get it properly zoned and all those kinds of things. So you're mentioning how, how this church didn't want that to happen, but knew the resources belonged to the kingdom. Uh, and right. wanted, wanted to make sure that happened. That just uh, thrills my heart. So it's 2013. They've made this decision. How did you get involved? Okay, so I came in as they began to uh, build the new church or to start. When they made the decision to start the new church, they haven't gone public. The previous church had already closed its doors. And so I saw a video. I was looking for a, a Bible-believing church for my family. I saw a video. And the video was inspirational. The vision of the church was to build a church that was representative of and reflective of the of the community. Um, our community in South Chicago is a very diverse community. Um, a lot of a lot of working families, and so they wanted to be able to be that church that can serve everyone. You know, in Revelations it talks about how we will all all tribes, all tongues, all ethnic groups will gather around God's throne and they will and they will cry out to him together and so we believe that's the picture of the kingdom and we have a great opportunity where we are to do that so that was part of the vision and and I really wanted to get plugged into that vision well you at this time were not a pastor or uh, I don't know whether you were even in ministry at this time is that true well so I was I was in ministry I was leaving I was working with a church plant in a, in a neighboring community, and, and unfortunately, the pastor, he had a moral failure and disqualified himself from ministry. And so here I am, having uh, quit my job, gone full-time into ministry, and all of a sudden, that season ended abruptly. And I said, well, I just want to get my family into a Bible-believing church, not knowing that I would eventually become an elder there and eventually become the pastor there. Um this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Mauk and Baker, and today uh, Audrey Watkins, uh, Senior Pastor of Transformation Church, is with us to discuss the church's growth and community outreach. So pick it up from there, Pastor. You uh, find yourself now in a new church, um, really in, in almost recovery mode, it sounds like. Um, yes, not even launched yet. Right, and and uh, but even in your own ministry, somewhat recovery mode, having come through a, a disastrous situation in another church. Yes. So, how did Transformation Church come about, and how did you become the pastor of that church? Okay, so a good friend of mine, Alex, he was the first church planter that was brought in as, as in conjunction with the North American Mission Board. They funded him to come come in and, and plant a new church. We had a handful of people from the previous work that wanted to be a part of the new vision of the church. So he joined in with them, and he began doing just completely changing the focus of what they were used to to an outward focus. I mean, there were even there was even a season where they stopped meeting on Sunday. Well, they met briefly, almost to do a Bible study, and then spent their days working in the harvest, whether that was at the park picking up trash or whether it was doing prayer walks or um, the church began to do a rhythm of weekly block parties. So what they did was, you know, they had a jumpy house out there. They had, they had a DJ, they were grilling and they invited the community to come out and get a free hot dog. And so that was the process of beginning to open up the doors of the church 
to say, hey, we love this community. We want to be a part of this community. We want this community to be better because God's kingdom has come in the form of his church. So when that happened, uh, how did the church actually get launched? So, oh, I'm sorry, and I didn't even answer the original question yet. So as, as we began to build momentum, uh, and again, at this time, I was not yet one of the elders, but I was, at some point during this time, I became one of the lay leaders of the church. And when the time was right, we felt it was ready to launch. That was, that was in August of 2015 or 16, 2015 is what it was, August of 2015. And so when we launched, again, we launched with, we probably launched with a core team of around 30 people. And so during that time, um, Alex began to feel another calling. Once the church was launched, he tilled the soil for about two years. And, and, and once the church was launched, a year after the launch, he told us, he told us that at this point, I had become an elder at our church. And he told us, guys, I'm, I'm feeling called to, to another work. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling called to continue doing church planting, but to do it elsewhere now that this church has been birthed. And so... During that, it was during that season after he left, as, as we began to pray as a team of elders um, and see God, myself and one of the other elders, we split the preaching duties and a lot of the leadership duties, but ultimately the church decided and, and saw fit to call me as pastor, and it's been a great honor when they did it. So it's a huge step to, to step from being lay leader, then elder, and all of a sudden to become the pastor of the new church. Um, yes. And especially when it's a, a young church, tell us about the church now. Um, we're coming up on a break pretty close, so we'll start that, and then I'll pick it up. Tell us a little bit about the church. Okay, so the church, we are beginning to try to create a culture in the church. I would say one of the primary things is, as you know, Mr. Baker, there are over 49 one another's in the New Testament love one another, serve one another, wash one another's feet, confess your sins to one another, right? All of these one another's forgive one another, give preference to one another. So we're trying to create this culture of family at our church because you can't practice these one another's if you're only seeing each other two hours on a Sunday and one hour on a Wednesday, right? So we're trying to develop this culture of a Monday through Saturday church that then comes together on Sunday as a celebration for Jesus, almost as a family reunion and, and, a, and, a, and a piece of heaven and that we get to glorify our Father, glorify His Son together on Sunday. And so that's one of the pieces of the culture that, uh, that, that's beginning to take shape at our church. Can I keep going? Or, or uh, you know what? I, I'm laughing when you're saying this. I almost feel like that culture is coming through the radio. There's, okay, such, I, there's such a joy in what you're speaking of. It's just a delight. Um, I think we are coming up on break. So coming up, we will be talking further about the importance of the Transformation Church's involvement with a community, with its congregation, and what God is doing. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Or call at 312-726-1243. We'll be right back with Pastor Watkins to continue the story.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Pastor Autry Watkins of Transformation Church in South Chicago Heights. Pastor, when we uh, went to break, we were talking a little bit about the development of your pioneering church, um, stepping in to a uh, former church that had uh, had a great ministry but, but had grown old and, and was dying in a neighborhood that had changed, and how you came in and, and your church has now picked up uh, the ministry that, that they have, they've really passed the baton to you, I think, is, is the way to look at it. Um, yes. Tell us more about this. Your church is both uh, focused on developing its own community, but also reaching out to the other community around it. Tell me about that. How does that work? Well, one of the things that we believe is that Jesus was in the harvest. You know, he didn't just stay with his disciples and, you know, go into the synagogue, but he was he was going. You know, that's why the scripture tells us to make disciples as we go. And so for us, and, and, and also just to give one more kind of with that, you know, where the greatest command is that we got to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then do what? Love our neighbors, right? As and so this right. is, there's, there's a vertical deal that's going on and there's a horizontal deal. And so one of the ways in which we, we love our neighbors is we, we try to meet them where they are. And so one of the things we did was we opened up our, commu- our, uh, our campus. We, we put together a, a playground we put out there. We put volleyball courts out there. We put a soccer field. And we put uh, basketball goals up at our church. And, and a huge testimony that we have with that basketball ministry is that we got our first baptismal fruit from one of the young men and his girlfriend from that basketball doing it for a couple of years. Can I tell you the story? Uh, tell, but before you do, I want the listeners to get a picture of this. This is not a, this um, church and its property is a several acres, and it's a huge area that a great deal of it you've developed to be accommodating to the neighborhood around you as outdoor sports and and gathering for picnics and other other kinds of things. And so you've actually opened your premises. Uh, for use in the community. Is that, am I right in what I'm saying? Yes. So there's this, this concept called third spaces. And what that means is that those are places like Starbucks, places like uh, movie theater, uh, playgrounds, places where, for spiritual purposes, where space can be created for relationships to be leveraged for the gospel. And, you know, these, these are places, that's why in, in, in the city, for example, a lot of my hipster friends that, that are trying to make disciples, they hang out in coffee shops. Those are, those are third spaces where the unbeliever and the believer are sharing time and sharing space that we can leverage that for the gospel. And so our community in South Chicago Heights doesn't have very many third spaces. Uh, our community doesn't have a lot of programming for children. There are not a lot of parks. There are not a lot of places for people, families to gather and to meet. And so we said, this is a way that we can use the resources that God has given us in terms of these seven acres. So, so, so we've, we've opened it up, and we have plans to do it more. But I believe that we've become a viable third space, especially for young families and their children in our neighborhood. Well, uh, Pastor Watkins, Specifically this summer, what kinds of things are you doing 
with your third space for the community? Okay, sure. So the, one of the primary ones, right, we have two primary ways that we're using our space. One is for children's ministry and one is for uh, youth ministry, youth and young adult ministry. So I'll start with the children's ministry. Every month, so we don't have a, we don't, we no longer do a weekly awareness program. However, what we do is once a month, we do a, an activity targeted towards that demographic. Um, and so we do it around whatever the school holiday is. So for example, some of the things, the monthly activities that we have done is we've done a movie night where we've opened up our, our, our building and, and showed the movie. We've done a family bingo night. We've done a superhero pancake breakfast, which is really fun. The community dressed up like superheroes, and they came for, for pancakes. Um, we've done block parties. We've done a game, excuse me, a game show night. So these are all things that we have done and, um, as far as our, our, our monthly rhythm. But we also have done that. We're, we're in the middle of a VBS right now, and, and that has been great. We have seen a total of about 30 kids per night for the last two nights. And out of those 30, I would say about about 40%, 50% of them are kids that we don't know that have seen the sign that the parents have entrusted their children to us. And so that's been a blessing. And, and, and one of my praises is just yesterday, I'm so thankful. One of the teenagers, she's 14 years old, she actually became a Christian yesterday. And, and, and that's done, on day one, I take it, of, of your VBS that, program. That is day that is day three. Oh, okay. okay. So she, she came day one. And so the backstory on this is, is one of, so her parents are my clients. I've shared the gospel with both of them. Uh, one, both of them rejected the gospel for now, but they said, you know, our daughter has been asking questions about God and we don't really feel equipped. We don't know what to tell her. And I say, so I, you know, I've invited them several times, but this time I said, Hey, we're doing VBS. Uh, maybe she can serve in this. And so in the back of my mind, I was thinking she'll also be exposed to the gospel. Let me, let so me do sure this, enough, Pastor. Um, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio, and I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker. We're speaking with uh, Autry Watkins, pastor of Transformation Church, who has worked to engage his congregation and community through various activities and programs. Of those we're speaking right now, sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to let the listeners know, who's this great guy we're talking to? So... <laughs> Come on back in on, on what's going I'm on. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm getting along with it. I, I'm just really excited about it because <laughs> someone was went from death to life. Yes. And so I'm just so thankful. So this young lady, um, you know, it, it was a setup. It was a setup from God because her her parents, you know, they thought that she was just volunteering. And, and she was, but they also knew that she would be exposed to God, and they were okay with that. But, you know, God just even exceeded my, my expectations. You know, day three, I show up. And she's upstairs, and she's talking with, with, with one of the ministers that was there, and he shared the gospel with her, and she's asking questions. And before I know it, she's repenting for the things that she's done wrong, and she's saying that she wants to give her life to God. And so it, it, I just had such a great joy. And so afterwards, we called her parents, and, and she said, you know, Mom, Dad, today I became a Christian. And I wasn't sure how they would react. She had them on speakerphone, and they were, and they were happy for her. And she, and she told them, she said, listen, they told me that one of the first things I have to do is I have to get baptized. And the, what their parents said was, 
will be there. And so wow. she's getting baptized this Sunday, and they want to be there for it. And so it was just a great praise. Well, Pastor, in my introduction of you, I said this. He has a heart for his community and strives to love his church like Christ loves us. With tears in my eyes, I say you're you're exhibiting the very thing that I introduced you as. This is a very wonderful story. Pastor, you've started a new pioneering church. Um, and, and actually, I had the privilege to work with you a little bit on that. And one of the things that we did not only was to get the real estate tax exemption, which is a huge uh, burden in terms of cost off the church, but we also yes. worked on, on this mundane thing they call bylaws. Um, yes. I know you're in ministry, and I know that preaching the gospel and seeing um, people saved is a very important thing. But I told you, and I'd like you to reflect on it, that actually getting your bylaws and getting your um, organization in good, proper order is important. What are your thoughts on that? You know, when, when we started the process, it took many hours. But you told me on the front, and this is important. At first, I kind of tried to slap together this thing. And you said, listen, if you want to do this, this is fine, but... I really think you should take this seriously because this needs to be in place to protect the church. And I said, okay, you're right. And so you were very right about that because the church, the church is important. We as leaders, we have to protect the church. You know, we have to protect the church. The church is God's chosen vehicle to, for his redemption plan. Like he's given us the keys to the kingdom. So we ought to finish his work. And so we have to protect our identity. And so even recently, we had a situation at church uh, as we're going through membership class where we had to rely on those bylaws because if not, there would have been, there would have been some conflict. So instead of this, this, this person feeling like there was a personal attack towards them, we were able to say, listen, this is the standard. This is the standard that we have here in our bylaws. And if you're going to be part of our family, this is what you have to adhere to. And so that was great because there wasn't, there wasn't room for back and forth. There wasn't room for much controversy because the order was already in place. So thank you for that. Well, I, I've worked a long time with churches, and, and um, even now it becomes more important as our society is, is uh, just so diverse and, and, frankly, so crumbling in terms of values and, and understanding. Um, we're nearing the end of our program for this time. I want to make sure that our listeners know where you are, what you're doing this summer, and how they can get a hold of you. So uh, numbers and emails, give us your information. Okay, so our church is Transformation Church. We're located in South Chicago Heights. That is just south of Chicago Heights, just west of Dyer in northwest Indiana. And so our, our address is 216 West Talk Trail. So we're, we're on Talk Trail just west of Chicago Road. Uh, our phone number, if, if you wanted to reach us or ask any questions or learn more about us, you can either go to our website, which is www.transformationchurch.sch. Again, transformationchurch. Excuse me, transformationchurch.sch.com, or you can call us at 708-754-1357. Pastor Watkins, thank you. This has been a marvelous interview. I'm Rich Baker with Lawyers for Jesus with the firm of Malkin Baker. Gonna have to save somebody.
Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. 